Well, we can tell it's late fall in Wisconsin. Looking out the window, we see our two fall colors, dark brown and a lighter shade of brown. Very little attention is paid to real estate at this time of the year. But after Christmas, that's going to change. Madison's real estate market picks up in the spring. And because we're wishful thinkers here, spring for the housing market begins about the first business day after New Year's Day. This is That's Real Estate, and I'm your host, Tom Meyer. I'm also the owner of Essential Real Estate, LLC, in Madison, Wisconsin. This is the fourth episode in the series, Accept This, and we created this series intentionally to give you, a prospective buyer, a better opportunity to have your offer accepted when you enter the competitive world of purchasing your next home. Our conversations have centered around getting you, the buyer, prepared, and not just prepared to be a buyer, but to prepared, prepared to be the most attractive buyer with the most attractive offer that a seller is going to see. The strategy we've discussed is a choice. It's not mandatory, but it's a choice if you would like to improve your odds, your odds of getting your offer accepted. One of the first things we discussed is the fact that everybody's intention when they write an offer is not to have their offer accepted. Their intention, a common intention, is to get the attention of the seller and begin a conversation. Once that conversation begins, we might think that the intention is now to own the property, but for the typical buyer, we're not there yet. The overriding intention at this point is still just to get the offer accepted so that they can continue to do their research and due diligence to decide at a later date if indeed they want to go forward and purchase the property. By knowing that that is the typical strategy of the typical home buyer, you know that's what you're up against. Fortunately for you, the typical buyer is going to submit an offer that's created on a standard offer to purchase. That typical buyer's typical intentions and typical fears are going to be outlined clearly in that standard residential offer to purchase document. When multiple offers are set side by side, it's very simple for the homeowner to look at the offers and see whose intention is to own the property and separate that person from those whose intention is to get an accepted offer so that they can think about it further. With a toolbox of strategies and ideas, you have more at your disposal than just to be the highest price. The highest price will always catch the eye of the seller. However, it's the commitment of the buyer and the security that the buyer can offer to the seller that makes the biggest difference in acceptance or rejection of an offer. The strategy we outlined begins with being pre-approved, pre-approved for mortgage financing. And this pre-approval that we talked about is not just some vague, open-ended, inconsequential letter from a bank saying that they've talked to you and you've given them some information and while they haven't verified it yet, it looks like that you might qualify for financing. That's not the letter we're talking about. That's the typical letter that the typical buyer is going to submit with their standard offer. What you want to do is work with a lender who's going to give you the full pre-approval of yourself. This strategy is basically you're using the bank's money as your cash. The bank is going to approve you 
as qualified and eligible for financing up to a certain amount to purchase the home of your choice. That type of pre-approval letter is money in the bank. Not all lenders will do the this type of a pre-approval because it does take time. It does cost them money, but it does also give their clients a better opportunity to have their offer accepted than those who have nothing. Fairway Mortgage in Madison, loan officer Joan Sergenian was our resource to discuss the bank's money is your cash. Joan showed us how easy it is for you to be pre-approved with this powerful pre-approval letter that's going to tell the seller not only are you committed, you're prepared, and you're safe. The pre-approval is the first step in customizing your offer. To fully customize the offer, we talked about looking at this process from the other side of the table. As the buyer in this process, of course we want to take a look at the offer to purchase and structure it in a way that protects you. But that protection has to be protection against things that are of real concern to you, not just things that were a concern to somebody else some other time, and they, they made their way into this offer to purchase, and they get stuck into your offer just because that's the way somebody has always filled out the form. A customized offer will include contingencies that are essential to you and won't include contingencies and conditions that don't matter to you but do place the seller in a risky position. In a competitive market, you're not going to buy a home at a steal. Price is always going to matter, and so will security. An offer at or above the purchase price, combined with contingencies that are safe for the seller, are usually going to get you, the buyer, in the conversation, while others who protected themselves with extra contingencies and more protection will be set aside and not be included in the conversation going forward. If your offer is not going to be accepted, we want to make sure that it's got a chance to not be rejected. And by not being rejected, should the seller give you a counteroffer, you've got the opportunity to decide if you want to own that property. I don't know if I've ever met a buyer who thought that their offer wasn't fair and reasonable. Fair and reasonable is certainly subjective. And from one side of the table, what's fair and reasonable could be outrageous and unacceptable to the other side. The way to decide if your offer is fair and reasonable is to go to the other side of the table. Put yourself in the seller's position. And by being in the seller's position, I mean look at this transaction, look at this offer from the perspective of what you understand about the seller. Why are they selling? Where are they going? What's their motivation? What do you think happens if they accept one set of terms over another set of terms? When you can walk in their moccasins, you can see this offer for all its good and for all of its flaws. Be sincere. As you look at the offer, ask yourself, if I was this seller, would I accept my offer? And if I wouldn't accept it, is there a chance I would do a counteroffer? Or is this a type of offer that's easily beat by somebody else? Look, we're never going to know for sure that our offer is good enough to be accepted, but we will always have a pretty good idea if our offer is good enough to be in the running. We talked a lot about contingencies, and we decided that a contingency is simply a method to stop the process, to slow the transaction, 
to give the buyer an opportunity to do more research, more due diligence, or at least just pause and think of whether or not they want to go forward with purchasing the house. Any pause in the process is a reason for the seller to be uncomfortable. A buyer who pauses to decide if they want to go forward or step aside is a high-risk buyer for the seller to be in business with. The person who does their research and study and due diligence before ever making an offer is a person who's going to be able to submit an offer with far fewer contingencies, far less risk for the seller. This winter is a great time to learn about issues that are going to arise and and questions you're going to need to be able to answer, uh, decisions that you're going to make regarding things such as lead paint testing, radon testing, septic systems, wells, joint wells and private wells. Get together with your realtor and take a look at the offer to purchase and understand how the contingencies work. Get to know what that inspection contingency is. Get to know what a financing commitment contingency is all about. Learn the price points in the market so that you can tell if a house is priced at a, at a price that is going to be supported by an appraisal. Decide today if an appraisal contingency is a must-have in your offer. Don't depend on the realtor to tell you you must or must not have something in the offer. Get to know that contingency and make that decision for yourself. Contingencies are created because somebody decided that somebody once had a problem with something and they wanted to make sure that somebody in the future doesn't run into the same problem. All issues are not problems for all people. Get yourself to the point where you can have a conversation with your realtor and explain to them why it is that you do or do not want a specific contingency in your offer. It's a common attitude in the real estate business for the buyer agent to think that they are doing for the buyer what is in their best interest by loading up their offer with contingencies that protect them from this, that, and the other thing. If this, that, and the other thing are not concerns of yours, all that's going to happen is the agent is going to protect you from having the opportunity to get your offer accepted. A word of advice. If your realtor tells you, well, the seller can always counter the offer if they don't like the contingencies that you've put in, remind your realtor that countering an offer is not the only option that a seller has. Rejecting an offer or just disregarding it are options that a seller has as well. The less you leave to chance, the less you leave for the seller to decide, the better your offer is and the more and the better the opportunity for you to have your offer accepted. We spent an entire episode talking about a radon testing contingency. I think this is an issue because the radon testing contingency had never been in the offer to purchase before. But with the new version of the residential offer to purchase, it's right there. Because it's right there, that contingency is going to be chosen more often than it has in the past by realtors who write offers for people who don't know if they should or should not be concerned about a radon test. We made it very clear that radon is a concern, radon is a health hazard, but testing for radon is a choice that you have. We suggest that you do test your house for radon after you purchase, or you just plan to put in a mitigation system after you purchase. A radon test 
costs about $150, and the chances are the results of that radon test are going to show that you do have a level of radon in your home. A radon mitigation system is guaranteed to reduce the radon level below the EPA action level. Radon is a serious health risk, but radon is also one of the easiest conditions to cure that you're going to come across in the purchase process. I believe because that radon contingency is now front and center in the offer to purchase, it's going to show up in more offers than it has in the past, and that gives you the opportunity to improve your offer by taking a different approach to the issue of radon. By leaving the contingency out, the seller has one less thing to worry about, and that makes your offer just a little more attractive. And just a little more attractive might be all you need in order to be the one with the accepted offer. So let's wrap this up. First thing that you're going to do in the month of December is get to the lender and do that pre-approval. Make sure that you're in a position to use the bank's money as your cash. Second, I want you to take a look at the offer to purchase and start to figure out how you can make that offer to purchase look more appealing to the seller. And you do that by putting yourself on the other side of the table. Also, learn about the issues. Learn about lead-based paint. Learn about radon, septic systems, wells, joint wells, neighborhood covenants and restrictions. Don't wait until you write an offer to educate yourself on these issues. Knowing these things ahead of time will give you the opportunity to decide if a contingency needs to be included, and it probably won't if you've done your research. Remember, the objective to getting an accepted offer begins with being the most attractive offer. The most attractive offer might be the highest price, but it's not always the highest price. A fair price and limited risk or no risk is probably an offer that's going to get consideration if not accepted. We'll be back with a new episode of That's Real Estate in four weeks or sooner. Until then, thank you for being a listener. And if you're going to be a home buyer, I wish you the absolute best. I'm Tom Meyer, and this has been That's Real Estate, a service of Essential Real Estate LLC in Madison.